This is Terror House Radio with Matt Forney and Bryden Proctor. Yeah, welcome to a Terror House Radio, episode number 45. I'm Matt Forney, your charming and loquacious host and the founder and editor-in-chief of Terror House Press. Joining me, per usual, is... Uh, my co-host and producer, the very grounded and uh, very rational, Bryden Proctor. How you doing, mm. Bryden? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty fucking miserable. But I uh, started drinking Coca-Cola recently, so I'm sure that's like a great life decision to make is just to like pick up uh, a soda habit at 33. Well, that's a, that's a, people usually drink start drinking soda a lot a lot younger, so that is unusual. I mean, I used to when I was a kid, but for years I just really wouldn't have uh, a soda that often. And, and uh, recently, last few weeks, I've been like, "Fuck it." Yeah, I, I, I can get you there. I mean, I actually don't like soda. I, I don't like any kind of carbonated drink aside from uh, aside from energy drinks, and even those I don't really like that much. I don't know why. Beer. Well, be- beer. I like beer. Um. What about uh, Perrier? Perrier? What? The sparkling water? Yeah. Uh, I've never had it, actually. It's good. It's naturally carbonated. So apparently, somewhere out there, to the best of my understanding, somewhere out there is just like this river that's just got carbonated-ass delicious water in it. And if that's not really what the thing is, then, yeah, I don't really want to know. I like to think about this French river with carbonated water. Yeah, it sounds not bad. Is it like is it like LaCroix? And uh, actually, I just remembered I like LaCroix. Uh, it's, uh, it's better. Um, they have like different flavored ones, but I think those are kind of gross. I just get the, the regular water. Um, yeah, pretty good. I can't remember the name of the, uh, the Italian one. Uh, San, pa- San Pellegrino? Yeah, it's more like that than LaCroix. So San, San Pellegrino, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so basically I've discovered I like all carbonated drinks except for soda. Yeah, so it's really just, you just don't like soda. And energy yeah. drinks are kind of basically just soda Eh, i guess i mean here in europe for some reason energy drinks are cheaper than soda like you can get a you can get like a hell energy drink for uh in bosnia using bosnian prices you can get a you can get a hell energy drink for like 50 cents but like a pepsi is like a dollar for some reason yeah i think that makes sense i think that's probably about the same price it is here in america i mean like you know price difference here in america because Really? Because like I, I last I recall, energy drinks were more expensive than soda in the U.S. No, I think it used to be that way. Like when they first, um, you know, started popping up, but now there's just so many of them that they're pretty much all a dollar. Mm. Oh, except Red Bull. Red Bull is still expensive as all get out for some reason. Oh, Red Bull is always uh, priced more expensively than than in every country. Like here, I think it's about. Like a couple dollars. That's yeah. not that's not bad, but it's like it's cheaper. It's much more expensive than the other brands. It's the only energy drink I like. I think the other ones are just kind of gross. Like, ugh, I don't know. I I used to like the Mountain Dew Amp uh, uh, ones, but I, the only one if I'll I'll drink any energy drink at all, it's just it's Red Bull. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, pers- I personally prefer the uh, the various Monster, you know, different flavors like the Doctor and uh, what's the other one. Uh, there's one that's just blue, and I like the like the taste of that one. Um, I, I I can do a Red Bull every so often. Just to, I I prefer the other ones because they're less expensive. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I went through a phase of drinking a bunch of Red Bull for like uh, a month or two, and eventually I just started to feel like shit. Like it was bad. I, yeah. I would drink like, you know, two or three a day. Dude, that's I limit myself to just one energy drink a day at most. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, you can't do it. I mean, it's just bad for you, I think, but... I mean, I don't know. Have you seen these Twitters, uh, these tweets that have been popping up of these people that are like, you know, if you drink Red Bull, then you shouldn't worry about what's in the vaccine and stuff like that. Um, I have not. Yeah, it's been uh, there's there. It's just not like a new. I don't know if you call it a meme or not. Kind of like a new joke in quotations format uh, that's been popping up around Twitter. I fucking hate that website. I, I, I don't even understand. It's a total non sequitur. I mean, what the hell is, you know, what the hell is wrong with Red Bull? It's, yeah, it's seen as bad for you, which it, I mean, it probably is as bad as any other soda for you. Um, but well, no, it's just. Red, some... Bull, Red Bull hasn't given anyone Bell's palsy. Yeah, well, I mean, but who doesn't love a little ring of ding? <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I don't know. It's just some dumb quote-unquote joke format like uh that, that's popped up so you know naturally it's it's gonna get turned on its head and become really racist really soon i'm sure of it probably already has i'd imagine um but uh yeah but yeah that's 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 retarded now Thai red bull you gotta watch out for that shit um Thai red bull is absolutely disgusting there's a difference uh yeah there's like you know the guy who invented Red Bull, like, you know, he got the idea of going to Thailand and watching all the, the Thais, like, drinking some some bullshit uh, that they used to stay awake. And he just made a version of that, and he sold it internationally. Uh, but the but the original recipe is called Thai Red Bull. I, I had it in the Philippines, and it literally tastes like cough syrup. That's gross. And it's also thick and syrupy for some reason. Dude, holy cow. I didn't know that this had been around this long. Uh, I guess it was, yeah, uh, been around since 1987. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, it was, it was some guy from Austria or yeah. somewhere, um, who went to Thailand and saw this shit and he, you know, took it, took it international. Yeah, uh, Diedrich, Diedrich Matschitz, Matschitz. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like how, it's like how, uh, you know, you know, vi Indonesian villagers were chewing on kratom leaves for, you know, you know, years, uh, you know, decades, centuries, and it wasn't until recently that, like, the Western world found out about Kratom. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess the original one was called Kratine Dang, and uh, it's non-carbonated, developed by some... Yeah, and it looks like it comes in a cough syrup bottle. Wow, yeah, that's gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do do not touch, do not touch uh, Thai Red Bull. The uh, the the Western version is better. Like every every time every time we touch something, like we make it we make it better and more concentrated, tastes better. You know, it's like it's like it's like how the it's like how the Bolivians you know chewed on coca leaves for centuries, um, but then we went and invented cocaine. Yeah, God bless the CIA. <laughs> and, uh, and eventually they were like, you know what? Let's do crack. Um... <laughs> All the while, all the while, they were, you know, running an airline too. So it's like, you know, th those people can get a lot done if they put their mind to it. They are, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are the best of us. 
Hard-working. Hard-working CIA agents. God bless these hard-working CIA agents and all the differences they make in the world. All those color revolutions, all those assassinations. Totally awesome. We salute you, CIA. And by CIA, I mean Cocaine Importation Agency. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, just, I can't believe that Red Bull would, like... He founded the company, I guess, in like 1987. Like I, I, it's been around as long as I've been around, and I don't remember it being a thing until like, I don't know. I mean, like I was a early kid. 2000s, early 2000s. Um, because I, because I remember my uh, my uh, school had like a presentation on that, and I think they actually banned uh, drinking energy drinks for a while because like you, know, it was shown to have like you know adverse effects on kids. You know, you yeah. have. You'd have athletes who pound Red Bulls before going out to play, and they'd have heart attacks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's been deaths uh, related to it. I mean, but, uh, man, yeah, I don't remember it being – because now they do all kinds of weird stuff. They're like, you know, oh, we got the uh, things where people build little carts and race them or whatever, which is fun. I like those. Um, But I don't remember – I can't believe it. There's no way it's been around for 33 years. Well, I mean, you know, it could have been, you know, it could have been, you know, popular in Europe before it came to the U.S. You know, there's a ton of, there's a ton of imports from both continents that, you know, take a while to, you know, cross the, uh, cross the divide, as it were. Yeah, when was it introduced to the U.S.? That's what I gotta find out. This is and what... even when it's and even when it's introduced to the U.S., like these things like hit the big cities first, and then it takes a while to get out, you know, filter out to you know places like upstate New York and West Virginia and whatnot. Right. Yeah, I guess it would make sense. I would have been in West Virginia, so it's like, you know, we we were we were thrilled to have Surge. I remember Surge, and I thought, whoa, this is the the peak of caffeination. Okay, that's not a word, right? But it could be caffeinate, caffeinate. Captain Yeah, I yeah, we are we are, we in Syracuse were so thrilled when we got our first Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Outside of Taco Bell, I don't think I went to a real Mexican place. Uh probably went to like what? What's that one? Chichis? You know? Chichis? Yeah. Oh, you've been you've, you've been to Chichis before? Yeah, it's yeah. It's gone now, right? Yeah, they don't have those anymore. They just no, do Chichis was awesome. Yeah, but then then they like had a string of like food poisonings and uh they kind of went under. But yeah, the closest Chi-Chi's I think was in Rochester, so like whenever whenever my family had to go to Rochester, we we eat at Chi-Chi's or something like that. Yeah, now they just sell like uh uh like in-store, you know, like I got some tortillas, I I think some Chi-Chi's brand tortillas. Uh, in the cabinet right now, but yeah, they don't have their restaurants anymore. Yeah, that's a that's a tragedy. Yeah, I searched Chi Chi's. There's uh, there's like yeah, there's uh, maybe, maybe it's one of the, maybe it's one of those weird things where they've got like you know they don't have anything in the U.S. anymore, but they have them in other countries. Because like here's the weirdest thing: uh, you ever been to a Kenny Rogers Roasters? No, they don't exist in the U.S. anymore. You cannot find them. But they're all over the Philippines and Singapore. Um. So yeah, it looks like in Europe, Kuwait, and United Arab Emirates, there are Chi Chi's restaurants left. Wait, Europe? Hold on, I gotta see this. Yeah, I don't know where in Europe, but 
well, it's probably in some country I'm not allowed to enter, thanks to that thing I don't want to talk about. But, you know, it's something. Eh. Oh, they operate in Belgium, Luxembourg, Austria, the UAE, and Kuwait. Eh. So I'm screwed, basically. But I, I'll, I'll add one of those countries to the list if I'm ever allowed to come back. Well, the thing is, I'll bet if you were to if you were to go to a Chi Chi's, you'd be like, ah, this is not as good as I remember at all. Yeah, probably not. You know, it's probably one but of those just, things. You know, but I just just something I want to I want to check off the list. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I I have nothing to live for. So like, I I have nothing I want to check off the list at this point. Uh, I'm just like, ah, I just want to die. I think it'll be it'll be fine hopeful words as always well i mean what is that you know what is there really to do right what do you have to what do you have to look forward to besides like ah, that new mel gibson movie that looks like it's that looks pretty funny fat man oh yeah yeah i, I didn't watch the trailer yet but when you you know when you explained it to me like the premise sounds fucking hilarious oh, i guess it already came out i didn't know about this because how in the hell would Anybody know about uh, movies? Wow. Uh, apparently, it's not good. <laughs> well, uh, not good according to who? I mean, you have to remember the critics have been out for Mel Gibson ever since he did The Passion of the Christ. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it might. No, they might be right. It might be. It might be utter shit. But like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust the critics on this particular issue. IMDb has it at a five point nine out of ten, so it's got three stars. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, let's see what the audience score is. Audience, yeah, audience liked it. Audience said 83%. Uh, the critic people, 46%. So it probably is okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna look it up. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be back in the Western Hemisphere soon. So, I mean, actually, now that I think about it, theaters probably don't exist anymore. But, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I can, I can watch it on the computer, I assume. Yeah, you can get it on demand on different places, I guess. Which is annoying to me because they it still costs the same. It costs the same for two people to go to a movie theater than it does to get like these on demand things. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, dude, it's twenty bucks. Every time. It's always gonna every all of these these on demand things, it's twenty bucks. It's like you remember when they stopped doing physical copies of games and they were like, Yeah, the price of games are gonna go down for you. You just download them and then now if anything, the price of the game says gone up, and uh, you know you don't get to even get a physical copy of it. So it's the same thing. Oh, yeah, you don't even you don't even you don't even get like a printed manual or something. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just the same thing. Yeah, I mean, well, you you, you could view it in this way. You are you know even even though the price is the same, you even though the price is the same, you're still saving money because you don't have to you know pay gas and you know drive to the drive to the movie theater. Right, but then. Think of this too, you know. I've got to get the shitty make at home popcorn. I don't even get the good movie theater popcorn. Oh yeah, well that's a fair point. Actually, I think I've I think I've mentioned this to, to you before, possibly on this very podcast. But uh, you know that movie theaters, you know, they lose money on ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, and they make their money from concessions. Yeah. Yeah, that's why the that, that, if you ever if you've ever wondered why the concessions are so expensive, that's why. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, you gotta be a nice guy and buy some popcorn. Plus, it's like, you know, it's popcorn. I want popcorn. Oh, I I, I I never do that, actually. I don't think, I cannot remember the last time I bought concessions at a movie theater. 
Uh, when was the last time you went to a movie theater, though? Probably about uh, a year ago, actually. What? Uh, go see Joker. Uh, I went. I, I saw Joker, but I also saw uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Oh wow! Why would you do that? Well, I I I I went and saw it so I could write a review for Terror House. Uh, because I had already seen the two previous uh, new Star Wars films, and I wrote reviews of those. So I, when you're that invested, Bryden, even if it's a piece of shit, you have to see it all the way through the end. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I don't know. Like I watch, I, I like the Paranormal Activity movies, and boy, howdy, are those just terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and 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 uh, yeah. I wrote the review. Yeah, again, this was a year ago. Um, it's up at Terror House. Um, the review is a uh, the, the the movie was not as bad as the Last Jedi. Like it wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad as the Last Jedi. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, did did that movie theater even have concessions? Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't recall. Uh, this was in Armenia, so I I don't remember the de- the details. But uh, now the reason I don't buy concessions is because like I don't want to buy a drink because then I'll have to go to the bathroom. And if yeah. I go to the bathroom, I'll miss the move. I'll miss the movie. And you know, and if I hold it in, that's not going to be fun. You know, if I eat popcorn, I'm going to be thirsty. I want something to drink, so I just I just don't eat anything. You get the popcorn, you get a drink, right? Then when you have to pee, look, your drink's gone. You just Poke your dick in in the thing. You pee in the cup. Yeah, that's the sound it makes. That sounds like a that sounds like a great way to end up on the sex offender registry. Great, you know, think of that. Then, um, you know, then people know you're a you're a freak, and you can put that on your Tinder profile. You can be like, "Hey, baby, I'm famous. I'm I'm fun. I you know I like movies, um, so much so that I uh." You know, I I don't want to miss a second of them. <laughs> you could do it. Uh, does buying a, does a does a does a movie theater that have has a uh, has a bar uh, that serves beer? Does that count as a concession? Because I've like had a I've I, there's a there's a uh, I mean it probably doesn't exist anymore. Uh, there's a chain of uh, movie theater art house movie theaters in Chicago that I you know I used to go to one uh, and then have a beer afterwards. Uh, you know. Uh, after the movie was over, you know that was that was cool. They all do that now, as far as I could tell. Every movie theater that I had been to sells beer. Uh, yeah, it, it was more of a novel thing. Novel thing, uh, you know, about four or five years ago. Right. Yeah, I mean, this, this particular movie theater, like they, this movie, this theater showed not just new movies, but they also do screenings of like old classic films, like you know, Blade Runner and that kind of thing. I think the first time I ever had uh, alcohol at a movie theater, I was like, I don't know, 10 or so years ago, something like that. And I thought that was the neatest thing, you know, that they had they had booze at the movie theater. And then now you go to any Cinemark thing or whatever, and they're like, would you like a $12 beer? And it's, you know I would. So it's not as fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I see that. I don't know. And you can't really sneak those in, you know, when people sneak all this stuff into uh, into movie theaters. I think that they should. I think that the the movie theater security guard should be like as aggressive as the LAPD in the '90s. Like if they see somebody, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they yeah. see somebody and they just go to town on them. Yeah, I mean. The only time I can I can think of uh, where I went to a movie theater and I was like aggressively 
you know, check to see if I had anything was in the Philippines years ago. I went to I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy with a girl and like the 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 guards were all frisking. He's like, do you have cigarettes? Do you have a do you have a beer? And it's like, no, I have nothing. Like, dude, that's my wallet. And they're like, oh, OK. They gave you the TSA treatment. That's weird. Well, in their case, like in, in the Philippines, every guard, every mall has armed security guards at the uh, front. So because they're worried someone might come in and, you know, detonate a bomb. Mm-hmm. So like that may have been all that may have, might have also been their concern. They were there. Uh, are bombings that big of a an occurrence over there or what's the deal? It has happened. There, there have been cases where, like, someone will just, you know, walk into a bomb and blow up a mall and kill hundreds of people. So, like, every every single mall you'll go to, and not just malls, but like any kind of like you know big important building, uh, they'll have dudes out front with uh, automa- with uh, machine guns who will frisk you before you enter. Now, it's not much of a frisking when you enter most malls. Like, they'll they'll wave their hand over you to like make sure you don't have anything. It's kind of perfunctory, particularly if you're white. Like, they'll they'll leave you alone. But you know they've they've got to take security seriously, huh? I didn't know anything about that. That's wild. I wonder why I never heard about that. Eh, probably because it's not that important. It's like it's it, it, unless you were planning to go to the Philippines, it's really not that big a deal. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know they had a big terrorism plus, problem over there. Plus, the other thing too is they've got some nice fucking malls, dude. Like the. The nicest malls on earth are in the Philippines. There's the Mall of Asia in Manila, which has an ice skating rink in the in the center. Um, there's another mall uh, in that city called Greenbelt, which has a huge open air like uh, you know area with uh, all these exotic fish and like that's the super nice mall with Gucci stores and you know all the high end retailers. Um, you know they you know you know. Insurance insurance covers it, I'm sure, but like you know, having having your nice skating rink that you built, uh, you know, blown up by some asshole of a bomb, that would really suck. And what? How often did this happen? It happened enough. I mean, Philippines, probably still is a pretty violent place, but uh, yeah, it's Philippines. I think it's one of the most most. uh, I think it's one of the most violent countries on the planet. Okay, terrorism in the Philippines. Yeah, they got a listing for every year. Uh, so I guess at least hostage. Uh, yeah, here's an IED hostage thing. IED, IED. This is 2007, and there's just wow. Holy cow! Yeah, jeez, dude. Holy crap! <laughs> they got a lot of expo- holy shit. Oh yeah, they've got they've got their uh, you know they've got their own like Muslim secessionist movement in the south of the country. You know they've got you know, they've got drug lords. You know you've got you know you've got Chinese gangsters. You've got everyone all over the place. So yeah, you you've got to have you got to have the security guards. You got to have the private security if you're rich. You know you got to take taxis. You can't walk around at night in certain places. You know you always have to be you know another another trick is uh you. You only take out when you when you when you when you go out. You only take out the money that you need, and you leave your credit cards at home. That kind of thing, dude. Just last year, one, two, three, four, five bombings. That's uh, wow, jeez, dude. Yeah, cathedral bombing. Uh, some uh, chicken restaurant. Um, a military camp. Uh, a motor parking, a uh, uh, bakery shop. Um, 
and then yeah suicide bomber yeah huh i guess they i guess they've got a whole bunch of because if you go through it's all like bombing bombing improvised explosive but like they yeah good grief wow i didn't know that oh oh yeah yeah it's uh it's uh I mean, I never had any problems when I was there, but that's because I'm not an idiot. But yeah, it's not exactly uh it's not exa- it's not exactly a place you want to go around uh being doing dumb shit. No, cuz it seems like, you know, they had the 90s was when it really started to pick up. Then 2000s, okay, 2001 hostage situation and a bombing and then it really started to pick up. Like 2002 was a rough year for the Philippines. Holy cow, I had no idea. Uh, yeah, I mean it's um, probably a bit better now because Duterte's in charge, and uh, you know uh, he initiated the uh, the drug war. So uh, basically, all the all the drug dealers are dead or lying, in, you know, or or have left the country. So that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any listed for 2020, but there was you know the five or whatever 2019. But yeah, nothing in 2020. I mean, maybe maybe those are all counted as Corona deaths. I don't know possibly you know are they i think i think they had a very very strict lockdown so that may have been part of it um oh wait um abc 14 killed 75 wounded in bomb attacks in south philippines that's from august of this year yeah so they're still they're still doing it they still got all kinds of i had no idea this was so common there that's rough stuff dude yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's um, that's 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 what life is like in in these in these uh countries um in these third world countries. You've got the rich, you've got the poor, and you've got a whole lot of bombings. Apparently, so shit. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. You got to have armed guards at the mall to make sure that nobody's got bombs on them. Oh yeah. yeah. What a fucking uh, shithole. It's. Okay, yeah, it's a shithole, but it's got some nice parts. I, I like the people; they're they're very cheery and friendly and welcoming. Um, well, some the of food them sucks. Some of them aren't. Some of them don't seem to be that cheery at all. <laughs> uh, the food sucks. Uh, the women are cool. Um, you've got you've you've got some cool museums in in Manila. Um, For now, is... I mean, they'll get to yeah. them eventually. The weather, the weather is hot all the time, and there's a ton of air pollution. Uh, so, yeah, Philippines is kind of a mixed bag. I wouldn't go there. That seems like a real shitty place, if you ask me. Eh, really, the only reason to go there is if you're retired and divorced and you are lonely. Mm, nah, nah, still don't want to get exploded. <laughs> I'm all right. Not too uh... Like let's see. Um, now let's let's see. Okay, terrorism in the U.S. twenty twenty to present. So let's see. Okay, you, we do have a lot know, of these, but these are shootings. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna. I was gonna say it's gonna be in the U.S. It's gonna be mostly shootings and like it'll all be quote unquote white supremacy or some shit. Right. Yeah. It's like, but yeah, not that many. Not that many bombings compared to the Philippines. It's it's all shootings, um, which you know isn't it isn't better or anything. It's just I don't know. Just something's weird about bombings that I'm like ah, I don't really want to get exploded. Well, the thing is, it's like 
the thing is, is like, you know, shootings are more of a kind of a kind of a lone wolf type deal, whereas bombings are generally carried out by terrorist groups or cartels. Right. Yeah, so I guess there's I don't know, a bunch of Muslim terrorists in the Philippines. That's uh that's rough. Oh oh yeah, yeah. You know, that's like I said, that's a big I I lived, I lived in Davao, which is uh the big city in the southern part of the country where the Muslim insurgency is going on. That place is actually very, very safe. Like, you know, Duterte, the president, was mayor of Davao for about 30 years, and he just dealt with anyone who caused trouble in his city by just taking them out in a swamp and shooting them. Yeah, he sounds like a real nice guy. No, he's cool. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be on his bad side. So, yeah, I guess I would laugh at all of his jokes. <laughs> that's that's so funny, Duterte. <laughs> Oh, he's gotten in trouble for a ton of shit. Uh, I remember one of the funny. Well, I, I guess this isn't really funny. Um, there was there was a case I think back in 1989 where uh, there was an Australian missionary uh, working at a, a prison in Davao, and there was a prison break, and the and they uh, and the prisoners uh, gang raped her and then uh, killed her. Oh, uh, and the mayor said something, to, and uh, Duterte said something to the effect of like, "I think that's a horrible tragedy. The mayor should have been first. <laughs> Jeez. And then, and then, and then, when, and then later, he just he didn't he refused to even walk it back. He said, "I meant what I said." Well, I mean, I guess if that's, that's how he wants to operate. <laughs> like, God, yeah, what a shithole! Good grief! I mean, and he, and he got elected president. Yeah, I don't know how much I would trust their elections, though. I mean, you know, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Their elections they might be better than ours at this point. I wouldn't know. But, like, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I mean, the, the the establishment didn't want him winning the election because he he was going to basically deal with all the drug wards by shooting them, which is what he did. Yeah. I mean, that'll take care of your drug problem. Why can the Philippines do a better war on drugs than the U.S.? Well, that's because they didn't they didn't bother with the judges because Duterte's whole thing was like, you know, you need to observe, you know, to, you know, need to observe the rule of law and judicial processes. And he was like, look, the judges are all corrupt. They're bought off by the cartels. They're not going to do anything. Well, he, he said it. He said it in a different way. He said, like, you know, you know, people said, like, extrajudicial killings are wrong. So it's like, OK, I'll, then I'll just take them to the judge's house and shoot them there. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh yeah, this whole world's just a fucking piece of shit. I know that. It is funny. Oh, I'm uh, gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss that dude when he's gone. I I kind of forgot about him entirely. I remember when he first uh, was elected, but I completely forgot about him. Um, I mean, hey, on the, on the plus side, at least uh, Google for whatever reason just I didn't realize how bad uh, that it was. How long was everything down? Uh, for about half hour, forty five minutes. Apparently, according to according to Twitter, the most reliable news source in the world, uh, it was some kind of DDoS attack. Huh. I wonder who did it. I'm, mm, I'm thinking of a certain country in Asia that uh, um, is known for its uh, hostile relationship with the uh, U.S. and uh, you know has as apparently has millions of people just infiltrating everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when do we get to see that list? When do we get to see that list? I'm interested to see what the list companies... is already out. The list is already out. Right, but I haven't heard any names from it. Well, that's because it has. It's got to be ch- translated from Chinese. 
Uh, let's see. U.S. companies riddled with China. See, this is this is what you know. There's no reason to do show prep. You just you just <laughs> Google stuff. Um, I don't know. This is all talking about uh, Swalwell, which is pretty funny. More like swallow well. Uh, Boeing, Qualcomm, and Pfizer are just three U.S. companies who employ dozens of CCP members in their Chinese facilities, the database reveals. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I should I, I should bring up a, a bit of a devil's advocate point here. I mean, China's a communist state. Don't you kind of have to be part of the CCP in order to, you know, do anything? Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking when it's like, oh, in their Chinese facilities. It's like, well, yeah, okay, of course. That makes sense. I'm pretty sure that you have to do it. Uh, well, it's like it's like years ago when they, they tried to attack uh, Melania Trump by saying her father was a member of the Yugoslavian Communist Party. It's like you had to join the party <laughs> if you wanted to, you know, get a job. Right. Yeah. That's how that's how communist dictatorships work. <laughs> It's kind, of, it's kind of a prerequisite, I think. Um, uh, yeah, this will get this will get all swept under the rug. It's not going to be as um, big of of a thing as it as it maybe should be. I mean, because there are people, I'm sure, I'm sure we know this. I mean, they've caught some of them who are Chinese spies working and living in the U.S. One of which was Diane Feinstein's limo driver for twenty fucking years. So we don't hear anything about that. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, at this stage, it's kind of even pointless to get angry about it. No, I mean that's just what they do, and they're everywhere. It's not. Uh... Yeah. Oh, oh, huh. here's some here here's some news. Pornhub just purged all unverified content from the platform. So what's that mean? Uh, I assume I assume that basically means anything that wasn't uploaded by a porn studio or like a like a verified you know OnlyFans fraud or something. Uh, like, okay. Have you have you been following this? Like the the you suddenly went to war with por- Pornhub over the past week. Right. Yeah. Visa and Mastercard said they're not going to do uh like process payment processing for them anymore because of that New well, York it, Times it began, article. It began- yeah, it began with the New York Times article, and people are people are you know declaring this a victory for you know for morality or something. Meanwhile, OnlyFans continues to rake in billion dollars a year. You know, I mean, my pers- my personal perspective here is I think OnlyFans had a you know a role in destroying its competitors, which has happened before and would make total sense. I mean, is Pornhub is is uh what's what's the company that runs them? Manwin, MindGeek. Are they even relevant anymore? I mean, the whole tube site thing was very, very popular like ten years ago, but right now OnlyFans is the is the driver in porn, you know. And and the difference between OnlyFans and Pornhub is that instead of a instead of being exploited by a by a short, uh, big nosed dude, uh, you're exploiting yourself, which makes it cool and empowering. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody is going to say this is like a victim uh, victory for morality because I I. I'm pretty sure the Christian rights are dead at this point. They're not around anymore. So I don't know what people would be excited about. Um, You know, I mean, according to the New York Times article, Pornhub does or did or whatever uh, have a problem with like sexual assault and child porn videos, which is like, okay, you've got to figure out what's going on with that and send people to jail. Like that's, clearly a blatantly illegal thing 
That's um, that's that's the that's the interesting thing here. No one's trying to actually contact the police. It's all deplatform them. Yeah. Uh, like if you've got oh if if you've got evidence of child porn on 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 Pornhub, you probably should be reporting that to the fucking police. Yeah, and as Pornhub, were, were they talking to the damn police at all? Like, hey, look what we found and deleted. You know, you you think they would go to the freaking FBI or the uh, FBI? I mean, they're they're technically Canadian, so I guess they would oh, go yeah. to the uh, to the RCMP. Yeah, whatever Canadian FBI is. Um, but yeah, you'd think that. They, yeah, I don't know. They must have. I would imagine they must have like talked to the police about it. But I don't know. It's a weird one. It is a weird one for sure. And I'm wondering, oh, man, I'm wondering what Reddit has to say about this. I didn't even think to check Reddit. They're probably angry. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Coomers have just been Coomers have just been taking L's this month. Uh, it's, we start we started off ending No Nut November with uh, Elliot Page. And now we've got Pornhub <laughs> being being shut down, basically. <laughs> oh, man, that Elliot Page shit is just fucking funny. That, uh. That's that's just a mess. What an obvious, like, dumb career, attention-seeking career thing to do. And, uh, oh, my God. Whatever, dude. That's what I hate is, like, what the fucking movies am I supposed to watch now? Because every time I watch one of them, it, it's dumb, and I'm just reminded of how much I hate all of the people that work in that stupid fucking industry. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing good. Apparently, all video games now are, are stupid. Although, I mean, I haven't played Cyberpunk because my computer won't run it. But I, it does seem, like, really funny to be, you know, a lady with a penis. I would totally make that character. But... Yeah, yeah. Cyber, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. D- don't forget, uh, your penis has to be uncircumcised. Because if, if, if it's circumcised in the game, all the characters will laugh at you. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Put that fucking, uh, you know, is uh, Intactivist got to win there, uh, there definitely. I just, I think it's, I think it's funny. There was also, I saw this, uh, this Reddit post, and I've seen several uh, Twitch stream like clips of this. Um, people keep hitting the wrong button and buying male prostitutes, <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh god, what? No. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure once you've done it like the third or fourth time, like it's not an accident at that point. I mean. I guess, but I just think that it's uh, it's funny. I saw... does this does this game have like like hardcore like like sex in it, like gay sex? No, like from what I from what I saw, no, it wasn't like it's uh, you know, it's not like explicit, you know, type of thing. Um, it's arguably, I would say, uh, seems less explicit than um, uh, Heavy Rain. Oh, okay. So it's not, which I'm sure a lot of the people on Reddit are mad about. Uh, judging from some of the posts that I had seen. But, yeah, it doesn't seem too... It's what? still pointless to put in a game, in my opinion, but it's not... They're, they're, they're fucking... They're fucking mad about uh, sense, sex scenes being censored in a video game. Yeah. Those things always look weird. <sighs> yeah, I've been thinking about it. You have to... You have to uh... You have to consider that this may be the ultimate evolution of the parasocial relationship. People getting so excited over sex scenes in video games and and getting angry don't live up to the hype. Well, I'd be more concerned about the fact that the game appears to be broken. <laughs> 
So, because apparently on like oh, uh, fuck it. on the PS4 and the Xbox uh, One, like it runs like crap. Like it just runs like total trash. Well, it's you know they'll they'll fucking forgive that. I mean, I'm pretty. I actually own the Witcher games. I've never played them. I'm sure those were buggy as shit when they came out. You know, Bethesda has just released buggy game after buggy game their entire career, and no, and it doesn't seem to have hurt them any. Um, but they are the sex scenes, the parasocial relationships. There's something, there's something really, something really disturbing about this. You know, you know what that, you know what that phrase means, right? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like uh, people think they're friends with Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Well, it's the ultimate parasocial relationship because the game not only has no uh, awareness, uh, you know, you're, the the game, the characters in it are not your friend. They can't ever become your friend because it's a script. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think people are just dumb teenage horn dogs for the most part. I think that's most of the Reddit thing is just dumb teenage horn dogs. I I've seen. I mean, yeah, there's there's the people who just are just horny, but like I I've seen I've I've tracked this kind of kind of well I I don't really want to, but I've I've kind of followed it. I mean, I talked about this in the context of the Mass Effect games a decade ago. Um, you know, there was there was there, there, there were people who got weepy and upset and demanding that their favorite character be a be a a romance option in the next game. They were unhappy when you know it's it, you know relationship plot lines didn't play out the way they'd expected you know they had all all the bioware fanboys had a meltdown on the forums when the ending of the third game turned out to be shit um cyberpunk 27 just seems to be like the natural evolution of that maybe i think you might just be thinking a little too hard about it because people were also mad about the ending of the star wars movies i mean you're always gonna have that type of deal this is it goes back to Find old videos of, like, Star Trek conventions and how spazzy and weird a lot of those nerds are, so... Uh, There's always I just mean, gonna be dorks, dude. That, that's true, but, like, there's, there's, a, there's, like a, there's, like, a qualitative difference here in that, like, people are invested in, in a way that they weren't before. Like, you talk... You, 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 Star Wars is an interesting one to bring up because, uh... You saw an article earlier today that Star Wars, in its modern incarnation, isn't, you know... It used to be you know catered to teenage boys now it's catered to adult women like this is explicit yeah um and basically to uh adult women fanfic writers um i remember i remember a year ago when rise of Skywalker came out there was like a clip that went viral on youtube of like a, a bunch of women just freaking out uh in a theater at the end of the movie so one of them screaming out i fucking hate star wars because it didn't end the way they wanted <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever, dude. There's just they're just dorks, is what it is. And for whatever reason, they found, hey, we could make some money by marketing this towards stupid fucking women, and they did it. And good for them, because I don't give a shit about any of those movies because I'm a damn adult. I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, and and there was also the articles about how like you know. Star Wars was normalizing abuse towards women or some shit like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I missed that entirely. Yeah, it's because it's because Ray has like uh like a like an ambivalent relationship with uh with uh her abuser Darf Darf Ren or whatever whatever the fuck his name was. I can't remember. Uh I, I have no intention of watching those movies ever again. I've seen the original three, and then episodes one and episodes two, and that's I haven't seen any of the other ones. 
it's interesting because like a lot of people, a lot of people quit at episode two. It was bad. <laughs> it wasn't any fucking good. The first three, the original three movies, okay, that's pretty good because it's just the Star Wars movies or whatever, right? Ah, uh, it's about it's about where I got to tap out on it, man. I don't really care that much. I just, I just think it's, I just think it's hilarious because like every, every everyone basically like with the Phantom Menace was like. Okay, you know that movie. That movie was shit, but maybe it was a fluke, and the next ones will be good. And then they saw Attack of the Clones, and were like, "Nah, this is gonna suck." Yeah, it was really bad. It was really bad. I and I mean, what's funny, Anakin Skywalker, that poor kid. People were mean to him, and now he's like a schizophrenic criminal. <laughs> what? Yeah, the actor who played Anakin. Yeah, he's not doing so hot. He ended up uh, ended up being a a, a, a schizophrenic. And uh, he like got arrested and all that. Uh, I have got to see this. Yeah, let me let me bring it up here. You know, you know the, other, the other the other famous movie he was in that I I recall was uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jake Lloyd. That's that's him. Yeah, he got into uh, arrest 2015, charged with assault. Uh, then a few months later, drunk driving. Uh, and then, um, in June 23rd of that year, his mother stated to TMZ that he has schizophrenia. Um, and you know, you really haven't heard anything from him since. Um, but uh, his family is, uh, family is watching over him. Yeah. Which, you know, that's, that's rough. That's rough stuff. Oh, he also, he also, he also beat up his he beat up his what? Damn. Yeah. He beat up his mother. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Rough guy. Rough stuff there. That uh that sucks. I uh yeah. Hope he does okay. <laughs> yeah, Jingle All the Way is a great movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, nineteen ninety six he was in Unhook the Stars, which I've never heard of, Jingle All the Way and Apollo. Oh, he was 11. in Apollo eleven? Yeah, which is not, it's a, I guess it's a, a docudrama film. I don't think I've ever seen that. I think you're thinking of Apollo 13. No, no, I've seen, I've seen both Apollo 11 and Apollo 13 because my dad was into that kind of thing. Yeah, I never watched Apollo, Apollo 11's Apollo. not bad. Well, it's not, it doesn't have, what's well, Apollo 13's got, what, Tom Hanks in it, right? Well, yeah, Apollo, Apollo 13, well, Apollo 13 is the movie about, you know, Apollo 13 was the, was a moon mission that went wrong. So yeah. of course it's going to be a, a it's going to be a more interesting movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Directed by Ron Howard. It's got, yeah, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon. It's a good movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll bet it's not as good if I were to go back and watch it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this fucking sucks. Because all those movies that were made like in the 90s, were, seemed awesome at the time, and then now you look at him and you're like, this looks like shit. This just sucks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the 90s were kind of a kind of a dead zone for culture. I think it was the best time to be alive, honestly. Oh, it was a great time to be alive. It's just that, the, you know, in retrospect, all the, the cultural output was shit. I think they were just trying something new, you know? Like, it was really, they were trying to get this whole... You know, everything was kind of the future with all these green screen CGI junk like that. I mean, we had like Independence Day and uh, Wild Wild West. 
You know, these was, great yeah, movies. That was when we had the, the indie movie boom after uh, Clerks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now... Yeah, now, now, that produced a lot of shit. What, the indie movie stuff? Oh, for sure, man. Everybody with a VHS camera was like, screw it. Yeah, like god-awful garbage like the Boondock, Sa- Boondock Saints and whatnot. Well, there were some good movies out of that. Like, you know, Todd Solondz's career got made from that. Hey... I'm not going to go back and watch Boondock Saints, but I liked it when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. It's it's a it's a very childish movie, you know. It's yeah, a, it is pretty bad. But for, for a <laughs> fucking... It's an artless Tarantino ripoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> I like it. I don't, I don't like Tarantino, but, like, his movies have a sort of slickness to them that makes sense and, you know, is kind of enjoyable. Like, Boondock Saints is just very, very tone deaf. I'm gonna go back and watch it, man. I'll bet I'd still, I bet I still like it. I'd be like, yeah, shoot them, shoot all those dudes. <laughs> it's like you gotta, you gotta think about, um, uh, you gotta think about Tarantino's like this pomo, you know, college grad, and the guy who directed Boondock Saints is some stupid Mick from Boston. <laughs> there's actually, a, there's actually a documentary about the making of the Boondock Saints, which is more interesting than the movie itself because the guy who, you know. Uh, directed just you know, as as soon as he gets the money from Miramax and and the contract, he starts acting like a big shot. He starts uh, you know he insults Kenneth Branagh. Um, he goes on an anti-Semitic rant, and then Harvey Weinstein ta- stops taking his calls. The movie gets put in <laughs> turnaround. Um, and and the final and the final hilarious thing is that um, Boondock Saints eventually gets released in theaters, but only in five theaters. It becomes a hit on video. But the contract that he signed, the guy signed, meant that he didn't see a penny of the revenue from the from the movie from the from the video. Oh uh, no, that's a crummy contract. Damn. Oh yeah, he got he got fucked hard. Oh <laughs> uh, dude, there's a Boondock Saints three. What? Wait, wait, wait. A three? That means there has to have been a two. Yeah, yeah, there was Boondock Saints two, uh, All Saints Day. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. That, the title, the title of that literally sounds like something that Kevin Smith would have come up with, like in Jane, <laughs> Jane, Silent Bob Strike Back. You know, Goodwill Hunting Two, Hunting Season. Yeah. <laughs> that Norman. This is from October 2019. Norman Reedus still in talks for Boondock Saints Three. Um, oof, man, Norman Reedus. It took him a long time to have a career, huh? He's young there. Oh yeah, the the documentary I was talking about is called Overnight. That's a that's the one about the mo- making of uh, Boondock Saints. That's a really good movie. Hmm, I'm gonna have to check it out. Of course, I say that about all kinds of stuff, and then I just continue watching like King of the Hill over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, in terms of, but in terms of other '90s artifacts, like uh, you know. Todd Solondz's movies are pretty good. Like Welcome to the Dollhouse, storytelling, those are great. Never heard of that. Uh, I think you'd like Todd Solondz. It's you know he's very dark, bleak humor. You know about incest in the suburbs and shit like that. Todd Saw? Solondz. Solondz. Because uh, I was thinking it'd be like, do you want to watch a movie? Nah. Nah, <laughs> 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 nah, 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 nah. He's very, he's very funny. You know, it's uh, you know he kind of uh 
you can think of like a movie like Welcome to the Dollhouse, like uh, like American Beauty, but it doesn't suck. Um, I liked American Beauty. I thought it was well, a good one. Well, I mean, it's a funny version of American Beauty. It's it's less it's less dramatic and more you know funny. Well, I thought American Beauty was supposed to be funny because I think it's a funny movie. <laughs> but I don't think I, I don't I don't think it was intended to be funny intentionally. Oh. Well, I think but it's I think, I th- But I think Welcome to the Dollhouse is better. I think you'd like that. And storytelling is pretty good, too, though I don't think that came out in the 90s. Was there a Boondog Saints video game? I think there was. Seems like, it seems like we got natural fit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess they never made it, but they wanted to or something. I think it'd be a good video game. I'd play it. Why not? Eh, I mean... Pfft. Just, just killing, just killing dudes. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, I mean, they made Scarface into a video game. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, I never, I never played it, but it seemed, but it, but it seems retarded to make a movie about uh, a classic film in which the main character dies at the end and then change the ending. Oh, I never finished it. It was a glitchy mess that you know, it was just a crummy PS2 game. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. They made a Godfather game and a Sopranos game. I've never played either one of those. Uh, I heard the Godfather game was actually pretty good, but I never played that. I imagine it was probably just trying to get in on like that Grand Theft Auto money. Oh yeah, yeah. There were a ton of those knockoff games in the early '90s. You know, that's where that's where Saints Row came from. Though Saints Row just you know went off and did its own thing and was successful. But there was. Uh, there was True Prime, Streets of L.A., yeah. and there's a, there's a few others that, I, that I'm forgetting at the moment. Yeah, there was a lot of those. Most of those are bad. Saints Row, uh, Saints Row is pretty cool just because it's so out there and ridiculous, you know, where you become yeah. the president and all of that. Yeah, I mean, they just they just stopped trying to – they gave up on trying to imitate Grand Theft Auto and just went into just sheer total ridiculousness. Yeah, there's a giant dildo. There's the dubstep gun. You know, it's fun. I like it. I like Saints Row. I like the character customization that you can do in it and everything. Saints Row's cool. Eh, I've never played any of those games. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. They're fun. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, I was never a huge fan of the Grand Theft Auto games, but, you know, it's a... Uh, Die, heretic! Okay, kill me. I'm going to have to. I mean, those... What don't you like about Grand Theft Auto? I like some elements of it, and I, I should stipulate this by saying I've played Grand Theft Auto 3 in San Andreas. Uh, I, I I didn't like Grand Theft Auto because there was really three because there was really nothing to do outside of the uh, outside of the missions. Uh, San Andreas was a lot better on that front. They started adding in like you know like the the turf war mini game. There was the uh, you know the various uh, emergency vehicle missions you could do. Like that was pretty cool. The area was uh, you know the area you could explore was a lot bigger. You know you could fly. You get a jetpack. The jetpack was fucking awesome, uh, but I don't know. I mean, it just seemed like the games were just kind of aimless. Not for the time. Oh, they were revolutionary for the time. Sure, I, I acknowledge that part. Oh yeah, and I also like the the parody talk radio channels. Those yeah. were fucking great. Yeah, with the Laszlo. <laughs> and the guy and the and the art and the art bell parody. Yeah, yeah. See, those they have they have that type of stuff in. Um... Four is pretty good. Five is uh, just an absolute masterpiece. 
Uh, that's a that's a actually, great one. Actually, now I recall the, the 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 main thing I hated about Grand Theft Auto you couldn't save anywhere, so having to complete a mission over from scratch because I died was r- really pissed me off. That's something they changed in five. They put checkpoints in the in the missions. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah, they put checkpoints in the missions in five, which was a welcome change. I mean, it does make it easier, but. Some of those missions are super long. You know, you'll be doing one for 35, 40 minutes, so you would want to have a checkpoint in them. Holy shit, the Saints Row 4 is only $2 on Steam right now. Nice. That's the one where you become the president, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. You end up get you get, like, superpowers and, like, all of this fun stuff. Um, yeah, the entire, the entire, uh, the entire franchise is, I think, $55, which still isn't bad. Because you're getting, like, every single game and every single DLC pack. Yeah, you don't need all that crap. Mm. I mean... I imagine it'll probably go back on sale for the holiday sale, so I'll wait then. Yeah, I gotta see. I, I, my problem is I have so many damn games that I haven't played that I need to play. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of them I haven't even heard of and I've got them installed and I just, I never, never played them. Like, uh, what is this one? Hard reset. It's just some sci-fi, like shoot them up thing. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to play that shit. So I'm like, I've, I've got like, I've, exactly 615 games and I've probably played seriously maybe about a hundred of those yeah it's just it seems kind of like a waste I mean I'll see something on sale I'm like oh cool yeah let me get uh, the long dark I've had that since July it's been installed I know it's a great game have not touched it just have not played the damn thing I so many of these I shouldn't move one and two don't remember how much it was just saw it on sale Got it, installed it. I'm never going to play this. I'm never going to play those games because I remember they're long and boring. So... Oh, you're 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 probably not going to have a good time playing Shenmue. Yeah, it's not I, as good. I have that. I was doing streams when that came out about a couple years ago, and like I, I played Shenmue too when I was a kid. I never played the original. Uh, the original one is incredibly tedious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the whole because thing you... where you you grow a freaking forklift driver. You know, for for I, just ever. For days. Well, the forklift driving is fine because at least you're doing something. The beginning of the game, you have to go around ta- just talking to people, asking, like, about some clue or something. <laughs> and then you discover that the and, and then you discover that it was completely pointless because the clue is mailed to your house. Yeah, but the graphics at the time looked great. And also, and also Shenmue 2 fixed this. They, you know, when, when, when you go to a certain area in Shenmue 2 and there's like a plot-related event and it's not the right time, you can just hit a button to fast-forward to that. But you can't in Shenmue. You have to wait for like stores to open. You have to yeah. wait for people to show up. Um, it's really, really tedious. But at the time, it was pretty cool. I, the Dreamcast was an amazing system. It was one of the most fun things uh, at the time. I mean, you got like... With the the two K sports games were really cool. Crazy Taxi, Shinmu, um, as weird as it was, Seaman, you know, was was kind of the, the Dreamcast was overrated. You're just wrong. I I think it's a cool system. I would love to have one, but I what TV are you gonna hook the damn thing up to? 
What you can't hook that up to a to a to a flat screen? No, it it wasn't HD. Oh, have you seen right. those? I mean, you could hook it up, but they look weird. Like, ah, uh, yeah, good point. It look weird. Try playing Mario Kart for the Nintendo sixty four. Try playing that on some TV. It looks awful and it's hard to look at, and it gives you a headache. It's it's not a fun experience. But yeah, I don't know. Like the the Dreamcast had a few good games, but it's like the the controller was retarded, and yeah, the controller was retarded. Okay, it also had Sonic, which was a lot of fun, and it was the best controller. I liked the controller. Between. I, I I had a friend with a Dreamcast, and using the controller for like a long period of time made my hands hurt. Well, you have girl hands. Fuck you. Hey, you know, you're the one with the little baby hands, can't hold a controller. Yeah, they, 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 and also it the lack of a second hand analog stick was retarded. It made my hands hurt. My hands, my fingies, it made them hurt pulling on the triggers. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go dress shopping? <laughs> then again, maybe I'm weird because I like the original Xbox controller. You know the hu- big, huge one that mm-hmm. you know was with the uh, system when it launched and everyone complained about? I love that controller. Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, I like the triggers on the side like it like it had, um, but I did. it was just bulky as hell, which was, was weird. Night- Coming... It was big and me- it was big and media. It felt well constructed. You just like big black things in your hand. Um, <laughs> I I did yeah I didn't like how how bulky it was. Um, but it was kind of funny that we pretty much all came from that uh, from the Nintendo sixty four controller, which is just a monstrosity. Oh yeah, I'll agree with you there. The the, the N sixty four controller is. Was it designed for aliens, like people with three hands? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they were thinking, but I remember at the time going, wow, it has so many buttons, and thinking that was great. <laughs> yeah, that oh, thing was a monstrosity. No. Yeah, I mean, Sony invented the perfect controller design, which is evidenced by the fact that everyone just eventually just started ripping it off. Yeah, yeah, it is. it is probably the best way to do it. Um, you know, simple, elegant. You got the, you know, the two analog sticks, the the shoulder buttons, four face buttons, uh, and it's uh, and it's small and optimal. Right, and something that can actually fit in your hand. I mean, if you try holding like an old Super Nintendo or worse yet, the original Nintendo controller, why would they put sharp edges on that thing? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the whole thing with the N six, uh, the original Nintendo, is that they were trying to. Because of the because of the video game crash, a lot of toy stores and shit didn't want to stock video game consoles because they thought they wouldn't sell. So Nintendo tried to market the uh, the 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 NES as a uh, like an all-in-one entertainment device. That's why it came with Rob the Robot or whatever it was, and why it was redesigned to look like a VCR, uh, and why they had the uh, the control the control controllers designed they designed the way they were. Because if you've seen the Famicom, you know the the Japanese version of the NES. It's totally different. Um, the controller looks the same, though. Hmm. It's a. It's just kind of a. It, it's just a, it's this dumb square. I hate it. <laughs> it's just dumb. And what were they trying to say? Oh yeah, it's a multimedia system thing. Oh, that's some BS. Because what's it do? It just plays Nintendo games. But it looks like a VCR. It does look like a VCR. 
And they also fucked up the construction of that. So, like, if you have a... The, like, the pet that holds supposed to hold the cartridge in place uh, always breaks. Yeah. So, like, it has to be replaced constantly. Yeah, and apparently I looked this up. Um, you know, we all used to, like, blow into the uh, things. Yeah, that does yeah. nothing. <laughs> that does it does nothing. I, I yeah, don't know we did what that we were with doing. VCRs too. Yeah, yeah, that does nothing. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It probably makes it worse because you're getting spit in there too. Right? Yeah, it's just you just oh you know what just spit in it. That's great. Just spit on these electronics. Oh boy, I don't know. And then it went to. Um, Really, I, 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 you don't. They got rid of the cartridges, and then they went to the discs, and then really we didn't have discs for that long. Because I remember when we would have cassettes, like for music, and then it was like CDs. Discs had a really short lifespan, as far as like in the in the market. Now everything's just downloads. Are you are you sure? I mean, because discs have been around since the early nineties. Right, but it's how long were cassettes <clears throat> around? Well, they probably were even shorter because before that was eight tracks. Yeah, like eight tracks were like in the seventies, cassettes were like the eighties, you know, CDs were like the nineties and early aughts, and then it just went to downloads. So I think CDs would be like a a, a range of about fifteen years, maybe fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, but if you compare that to like records, man, those were records for the guy forever. Well, records are still going strong. You know, people still buy vinyl, you know, music because it's you know for the purists. It's fucking stupid when people are like, oh, it just sounds better on vinyl. You know what else sounds better? Silence. Shut your dumb ass up. Because that's a stupid <laughs> fucking thing to say. I don't know. I just like, I, you know, I, I, I don't own any vinyl records. I just think they look cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess they do look cool. Um, but it's like, who uses, who has vinyl? Nerds and DJs. Hipsters. Yeah, pretty much. I just, I don't know. I don't see the point. Because I've had people several times tell me that, oh, it sounds different. And I've listened to the song, and I've listened to it on a damn vinyl with their headphones and all of that. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't sound any different. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, because enough people say it. But, you know, a lot of people say a lot of things that are just blatantly not true. Maybe you're just going deaf. Could be. I doubt it. I, uh, like, well, how does it sound any different? What's it sound like that's so different, Matt? Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It sounds the same to me, but maybe maybe we're just going deaf. Maybe we're the wrong ones. No, I, I really doubt that. I think the people that spend money to get, you know, the Takashi 69 single on, on a, <laughs> a freaking uh, a vinyl are the people that are wrong. Well, I just I, I just want to own vinyl records because they look cool. They look cool on, your, on a fucking bookshelf. Ugh. Record players look cool. That's the only thing that I'm going to be fine with, to, like everything going to downloads for. Uh, yeah, you don't really own anything, and then they can just delete your account and all of your money and, and possessions are gone. But no more of this bookshelf talk. What is wrong with you? No, no, I don't need these stupid books and because all it is is people buy these books and they put them on their bookshelf and they're like look at how smart i am have you seen my bookshelf and my vinyl shelf Ooh, look at my ironic mustache and pipe i you know 
Just go get a freaking monocle and a top hat and a cane and walk down the street spitting on poor people, you dumb piece of shit. I hate it. I just, oh, I'm a bad, I, look at how good I am as a person. I'm so cultured. Look, it's a print from some fucking gay artist. I found it on Etsy. Suck. She just live in a, an empty room with nothing on the walls. Covered in your own fucking feces, you retard. It's just so annoying. I mean... In other, and, words, in other words, Brian, you will finally be happy when you own nothing? Yeah, yeah, I own nothing, I have no privacy, and I'm happy. <laughs> be great. Build back better! I can't wait for my bank to donate to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> That's your bank, baby. That's my bank, baby! God. That kid is such nerd, dude. I, did, I don't know what happened, man. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Like, what the fuck happened? And why don't they see that? Like, oh, they just donated a billion dollars to Black Lives Matter. It's like, just a few years ago, man. Not that long ago. When was Occupy Wall Street? When was that? That was... Nine years ago? Nine years ago. In nine years. In nine years. People are like, yay! Banks! What the fuck happened? Like, well, we got owned. We the proof here that intersectionality was a CIA psyop. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That progressive That's stack. That's literally all yeah. it took. Yeah. Golly. I mean, because it was. People were like, fuck banks. Nine years ago, people were pretty much united in fuck banks. And then now, that's my bank, baby. That's just, ah, that's, it's just so hard to see. It's just like when Jim Carrey was on Bill Maher and like flipped his, uh, his, his shoes up and said, I just picked up some freedom loving Nikes. Freedom for who? Freedom for who? Not the Chinese children that made them. It just, what happened, man? It's weird how it just got turned on its head like that so severely. You would think something like that would take longer than nine years. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Well, it's like... I, I think you look at the ages here. Like, the Zoomers were just fucked on this. I think the Zoomers are far more enthusiastic about the corporate worship. Because, the, yeah, the, that's my bank baby kid. He's got to be, like, what, 18? Yeah, I mean, old enough to have a bank account. I mean, these 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 kids were like what when Occupy Wall Street was around. They were like what they were watching SpongeBob. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes. They don't sense. remember that shit. No. It's just how did Antifa go from Seattle, nineteen ninety nine, to like what they're doing now? Which is, I don't know. I think that maybe they don't realize they're like protecting banks interests or something oh, like they, that they, they love bashing people who are against lockdowns yeah yeah which is like a it's a weird thing they're anti-prison pro-lockdown it really doesn't make any sense um but i just you would think universally you would think this would carry over that people would say yeah fuck the banks 
I, but they don't. They that's my bank, baby. And like, yeah, I think it's great what you know, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase has done, uh, Wells Fargo, and you know all of the. Oh, it's great that they're backing uh, social change into their commercials and all of it. I don't know. It's just hard to watch because I want to know where this goes. Like, what is the next generation of kids gonna do? Because they are, compl- they're getting dumber and dumber. Our generation's already fucking stupid. Yeah, the millennials are dumb as shit. All right, uh, all all every millennial does is sit around, eat avocado toast, and podcast and drink fucking beer. That's it. That's the only thing our generation does. That and be socialist and eat hot chip and lie. And, and you have to don't forget the beer is an IPA, a craft IPA. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's got to be that because they're too good for. Uh, they'll drink Bud Light, but too good for Budweiser. Meanwhile, nobody knows where White Claw came from, but everybody likes that. It's just, I mean, ugh, at least most of us don't worship banks and corporations and stuff like that. But you get the the younger kids, the Zagats, that they really do. They're like, <laughs> the Wendy's Twitter account is so funny. I hate you. I fucking hate these people, dude. Fucking dorks. I mean, I say that as I'm like sitting here drinking this Coca-Cola going, what an American staple Coca-Cola is. And you know what it is? Water, high fructose corn syrup, caramel color, phosphoric acid, natural flavors, caffeine. (laughs) Thank you, Coca-Cola. That's the taste of America. That is the taste of America. That is the taste of America. How how bad is it that the better Coca-Cola is made in Mexico? <laughs> With actual cane sugar in it. The better the, the better Mex the better the better Coca-Cola is made everywhere else. It's like the, 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 that Mexican Coke thing is a scam. Every single country has that except the US. Yeah, but that's you know, that's the ones that we get are uh the Mexican the, the Mexican Cokes. I mean I'll bet it's I'll bet it's just relabeled Canadian Coke. Um, could be. I mean, I don't know. It's I, just that Canadian Coke doesn't sound as cool. Yeah, it doesn't sound as cool. But also, what's a Canadian restaurant? There's got to be a Canadian restaurant. I got to find a Canadian restaurant. Canadian restaurant. There was a there was a, there's a Canadian or like was a Canadian restaurant where I lived in Budapest. What's the they, what do they do? They serve pood they serve poutine. They were they were uh, a poutinery. Yeah, that makes sense. That would be a, a Canadian restaurant. It was it was it was okay. The big problem was that they didn't have the proper curds, but then again, nobody makes curds in Europe, so I guess that's forgivable. But the you know, the, the, the sauce and shit was correct. Um, let's see, so I've got this uh 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 Les Uh oh no, it's at Disney World. So at Disney World there's uh the Canadian choice, uh cozy Seller of a Canadian chateau for exquisite steaks and seafood specialties, and it just looks like a looks like a steakhouse. Canadian seafood specialties, like what? Snow crab, cod? I guess I don't know. Well, they don't. They don't have any more cod. They fished the cod out, so I guess it would have to be snow crab. What's now? The snow crab? They live in the snow, right? No, they. I think they're called snow crabs just because they're white. Um, are they? Um, let's take a look. They're, they're, they don't live in the snow. They're fished out of the ocean. Right. I kind of figured, but like, you know, there's snowy waters. Icy waters. 
Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Yeah, snow crab, they, they aren't white. What are you talking about? They just look like every other crab. No, they're, they're not red. They're, they're, they're whitish. Google image search snow crab right now and tell me, you colorblind. Look, they're I just... just, I, just <laughs> I, I have one open right now. It's brown and white. No, it's not. Maybe it changes color when you cook it. Maybe that's it. I mean, I don't know. Most expensive. Or maybe it's like the one I'm the, the. Oh, there's a there's a there's there's multiple species of snow crab. The one I'm looking at is uh, called an opio opilio crab. Oh, well, I didn't know that, but I did find out that, that one is that one that one is brown and white. There's one here that looks like a regular crab. Well, there's in in November of last year, um, back before the world went to shit. There's uh, the world's most expensive snow crab just sold for $46,000, which sounds like... Delicious. No, that sounds stupid. Who's paying $46,000 for a fucking crab? Well, I mean, was it, was it big or something? Oh, it looks pretty big, yeah. He's 2.7 pounds. So, really doesn't seem like... I, I mean, that's that's really expensive. It's just making me hungry for some for some crab. I mean, that's seventeen thousand dollars a pound. Yeah, the most decadent meal ever. It's like uh, it's like that steakhouse in New York City that wraps their Kobe beef in gold foil. Yeah, but that's awesome though. This is just mm. an ugly crab. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'll never understand anything like that though. Like, who are you trying to impress? You'd be like, hey, baby, let's go get $17,000 a pound crab. Just, you know, just go to freaking Long John Silver's like everybody else. Yeah, if you're in Florida, I mean, go and, go and have uh, the restaurants that serve stone crab claws or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do that, but uh, even then, it's just, you know, because it's like they're just they're just underwater spiders. I mean, they're not that great of, of guys. Like, crabs are pretty cool animals. I mean, it's, 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 you know, they're just gross bugs. They're just sea bugs, man. I, don't know, I think stone crabs are pretty cool because you can, you, can, uh, you can snap one of their, uh, their, their claws off and it just grows back. Yeah, they all do that, though. Well, in this case, it's because uh, it's more important because, like, the actual the actual stone crab, like, the body is not eaten because it's too small, so that people just eat the crabs. Like, you'll so you'll snap one of uh, you'll 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 fish them out, you'll snap one uh, claw off, and then you throw it back into the sea, and it comes back, and then you you do it again next year. What a horrible fucking life! <laughs> just like God damn. Well, I mean. The- the crab, the crabs get to live. It's awesome. It's it's environmentally sustainable. It's fair to the crabs. We're not killing them. Yeah, the crab is just trying to hang out. He's trying to use his hands to eat shit, and he's like, ah, ah, shit, again? Oh my god, damn it! You know how hard it is to swim now with just this one. I'm going in circles. This sucks. Do they even swim? I thought they just crawl along at the bottom of the ocean. No, they swim. Yeah, they could, uh, they'll, like, propel themselves and, like, use their legs and all of that, and they'll swim and float around and shit. No, that's cool. 
Yeah, I mean they can they know they know how to get around. They know how to get around. And uh yeah, that's that would suck. Man, it's expensive too. Uh, Florida stone crabs. Really expensive. Six pounds for three hundred and fifty dollars. Well, just go to a restaurant and have a couple. I don't want any. I don't eat crabs. <laughs> just seems expensive. I don't know what's up with um like I, I so I hadn't had wings for years, right? And I didn't realize how expensive fucking wings are. I thought they were cheap. But apparently Hooters has like some, you know, fake meat uh wings that I just I mean, I'm never gonna go there. But was like, okay, like how much are those? Ten of them's like fifteen dollars. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And, I know. and they just it's it's the Hooters and all the other chain restaurants they just they just take them out of a freezer and they heat them up in a microwave right it's not like uh you're paying you're paying you're paying 15 dollars to have some chick uh press 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 uh 30 seconds on the microwave yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem good so like even just the regular ones so let's just say all right just some hooters original style wings six wings is 12 bucks damn like I thought wings were super cheap. I remember them being a bar food and you'd get you know a ton of them for for you know next to nothing like 25 cents, 50 cents, something like that. Uh maybe wing. maybe maybe it's just runaway inflation cuz uh there was there were there were images a couple I think it was a month ago or a couple months ago about how like uh steak cuts are going for like $60 in Canada and that's Canadian dollars but that's still like what $40 American. That's, yeah, what the hell? I mean, I went to the grocery store the other day, um, and this was like a decent price from what I've seen around here. Because back in Ohio, I could get, at the Kroger, I'd get like 12 eggs for 69 cents or something like that, right? And uh, here, it's like 2 bucks for 18 and that was a good price. The other ones that I've seen, you know, you want 12 eggs, it's like $3. I don't know what happened. It sounds like inflation, man. Yeah, it's, uh, damn. I mean, we're going to have to all sit around eating instant grits. Run out of money trying to have breakfast. That's fucking depressing. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, it's, ugh. I, like, is there any good news? Is there any good thing happened? That's what uh... I thought. That that the fact that I had to struggle even thinking one is a bad sign. Yeah, even like even if we think like oh Cyberpunk came out, well apparently it's a fucking mess. So it's like <laughs> there's there's nothing good. There is no escape. Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, I wake up like every morning. It's been a terrible you know month uh, for me, month and a half. So it's terrible like six weeks, and. Uh, I, yeah, no, I wake up every morning and I'm just like, fuck, I am sad. And then I'll, you know, I'll start drinking sometimes and that's all well and good. But, you know, you can't drink every fucking day and not do anything. I mean, I I guess you can. People Speak do it yourself. all the time. Yeah, people do it all the time. But it's like, good grief. Because I, I woke up this morning. I'm up at like eight in the morning and I'm like. Oh, let's see. I got to do the Terror House thing. Um, 
I don't really want any breakfast. It seems gross. Should I have a beer? And I'm like, ah, maybe. You know, it seems a little early. If I start drinking now, it'll be the only thing that I do all day. And, you know, now I'm thinking, like, maybe that'll just be the only fucking thing I do all day. It's Again, it's just sit around and fucking drink. Um, that gets tiresome. It's There's no good movies. There's no good TV shows. Like, the only good TV shows are TV shows that are really old. And... And beer. It's just beer and whiskey is the only thing that's good. As I sit back and I watch the whole damn country fall apart, because you got people in Washington State and in D.C. shooting and stabbing each other and all of this. Um, <laughs> well, there there are good books from Terror House Press. Oh, yeah. Do, yeah. I guess we do sell books, huh? Yeah, I have to constantly remind you of that fact. I, I forget a lot of the time what this company does. I'm wondering if I could just trick you to say like, "Oh, we sell porn or something." Um, some of some of the things that I've read on the site kind of makes it seem like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, some, all the all the erotic stories. Yeah, some of the some of the things I'm like, "Good God, I hope I never run into any of these people." I don't want to have to explain why. Like, so, oh yeah, you're part of that website that uh, wrote about uh, poopy porn, huh? About my butthole. I'm like. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, and you're an editor over there, huh? No, uh, in name only. In name only. I didn't, um, I don't, uh, fuck. Lauren Southern, I'm so sorry. You know, what the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> Terror House, number one in poopy porn? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. The most, the most read... <laughs> e-celeb erotica website on the internet <laughs> yeah. there's nothing good man there's nothing good in the in the world um i mean i, I i'm watching in real time as people just become so adjusted to like i heard a radio ad the other day uh it was for something like getting your oil changed or something like that uh and it was like something something corona and in this new normal like that's we're doing that for for oil changes now we're calling things the new normal that doesn't freak anybody out nope i'm watching everybody just be well adjusted uh into it and the people that aren't are psychos out there stabbing and shooting each other which is legal in los angeles apparently now (laughs) yeah la sounds like a real fun place to be Good God! You can you could you could from what I can tell, you could be uh, under the age of twenty one, driving drunk without a license when you get pulled over, resist arrest, and they're not going to prosecute you. Go to town, guess, uh, guys. Like, it couldn't have happened to a nicer city. Good God! It's depressing because LA used to fucking rock, dude. It was like a cool place, and no. Nope, not now. I mean, it was always, you know, filled with monsters and stuff like that. But it's, you know, I mean, Harvey Weinstein's in jail. But it's like, it's... Well, here's a a funny story. uh, There was a referendum last month. California voted against ending cash bail. But the new DA of uh, L.A. County just said he's going to end cash bail anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even even remember that they voted against it. And then he just said he's going to do it. Um, What do you think about that? 
because I hear they that... also they they also had cash bail in San Francisco. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, everybody's got to pay rent. How the fuck are they going to afford bail? Ending cash bail is just a way to get fucking criminals out on the street. That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. But it also See, because like when I when I, when I first heard about it, I think I think New York as a as a whole ended cash bail like a year ago. Uh, I naively thought that oh, ending cash bail is going to keep criminals, uh, you know, accused criminals in prison, uh, in in jail until like they go through the court system. But no, they just release them on the street the next day. Right. Um, the argument against cash bail is like how it disproportion they say disproportionately affects the African American community, which they should just go disproportionately affects poor people. Um, you know, but it's like. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have no, I have no reason why they would want to do it besides just letting criminals out immediately. I mean, it seems like and the and the and the criminals know about it too. I mean, I think this was covered on Revenge of the Sis a while back, but like there was a there was a black guy who was arrested for a like a, a armed holdup in Buffalo, uh, and he just straight up told the cops, "Go right ahead, arrest me. I'll be back on the. Uh, I'll be back out tomorrow." What is this? A fucking eighties cop movie? Something, it was something like that. <laughs> my voice wasn't black. That, that that wasn't that wasn't exactly what he said, but that was like the paraphrase of it. Yeah, <laughs> arrest me, you pigs! I'll be back on the streets tomorrow morning. <laughs> like that's you know, it's just a fucking nightmare. I mean, I get like the heart of it. I get where it, it, people come from with it because they think like, oh yeah, like uh, these. I could see with like nonviolent offenses or something like that. You know, maybe you don't have, maybe you don't have the cash bail, um, but you can't just go. We're getting rid of it entirely. Um, you know, I, it's, I, I don't know. I it just seems weird. Like, oh, this person shoplifts, so it's like, okay, well, we got to make sure you come to court though. So no cash bail for you if you don't come to court. Then you've got a whole bigger deal, and then you know we're not doing we're not going to give you the no cash bail thing anymore. Like if it shows up in your thing, this guy doesn't show show up to court, then you know you don't offer him the no cash bail thing anymore. Maybe it's at the discretion of the judge or something, which I think it probably was to begin with. But I don't know why they love criminals so fucking much, dude. Well, I mean, this is this is this is what happened, and you know, when the you know Russian revolutions happened, uh, one of the first things the Bolsheviks did was let all the pr- criminals out of prison. Why? It just doesn't seem like that would be something that would benefit them very much. Oh, it benefits them immensely because they just go around terrorizing normal people. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's just I if your if your whole thing is Black Lives Matter. This is something I've never understood. If your whole thing is Black Lives Matter, why would you make everyone hate you so fucking much? Like, everybody can pretty much get behind, wow, the police shouldn't go around beating people's asses. That's not good. Uh, And then what they're inviting now is they're going to get people, there are people like this now who are like, fuck it, we want cops to beat the ever-living shit out of people. It just seems so counterintuitive. You could see see that as, you could you could you could see that you could see it as just a, a part of a two-pronged strategy to manufacture consent for a police state. You've got uh, you've got on one side the uh, the pandemic manufacturing consent for a police state on the left, and you've got BLM kind of manufacturing consent for a police state on the right. Yeah, I mean that is going to be what people want. They're going to want you know these dickhead 
cops. That's people are going to be begging for it. They're going to want these asshole cops to come and clean up the streets, and they're going to want you know Dirty Harry out there shooting motherfuckers and flipping cars. Um, I've seen no, people want, want a, it. They want a federal police force to do that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people want that. I've seen people want that. They're like, oh, it's good that they're black bagging people in Portland. And it's like, no, no, this is not a good thing, you know, but people are going to want it. It's, it's just, I hate that everything that seemed crazy, you know, conspiracy theory shit. Eventually it just is like, maybe the state just started looking at those things and we're like damn that's actually a really good fucking idea we should do this we should just yeah we should do a whole conspiracy thing let's let's do you know what operation lockstep was just kind of like a, a thing we were mulling around but fuck we already told everybody that's fake and gay and doesn't seem like a terrible idea well, let's just do it we're gonna find out every single strand of thought in society was manufactured in a cia lab in the 50s Probably, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this. So, oh yeah, and I wanted to bring this up because it's funny. Um, did you ever see the uh, uh, the 1993 Michael Jackson Super Bowl halftime show? I have not. Okay, so it's really good because it's like 1993 Michael Jackson, you know, so he's like the biggest name in the world, right? And uh, it's really extravagant. But in the first song, I forget what it was... Um, uh, but his first song, his backup dancers, and I'm not kidding. Go and look this up. 1993 Super Bowl Michael Jackson halftime show. His backup dancers are dressed like fucking Nazis. Armbands and everything. Dressed like Nazis. Serious? Oh, yeah. They're white armbands, but yeah. They're dressed like Nazis, and then at the end, they throw Roman salutes. I'm not even you're, fucking kidding. You're, what the fuck? Oh, it is awesome. It is the funniest shit. But yeah, no, and go look it up. It's unmistakable. That's what it is. At the end, they're doing Romans. They've got the armbands and the SS uniforms, all of this shit. Uh, just because Michael Jackson thought that that was very aesthetically pleasing. Um, but yeah. Michael Jackson, was he was he was our guy. Well, he kind of, I don't like some of the stuff that he did. Uh, the, well, I mean, did you... Have you ever listened to the song They Don't Care About Us? Yeah, yeah, it's a good song, and he throws a K-word in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he got in huge trouble for that. Yeah, yeah, he did. And, yeah. and then and then shortly thereafter, afterwards, that was when his life was destroyed. Gosh, I wonder how that happened. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I think he might have molested those kids, dude. Uh, that was accusations that went on for years and years and years. Uh, I think I think I think I think he was innocent. I think the issue with Michael Jackson is that he was just a regressed ten year old in a adult's body. Well, I don't know, but I I'm a hundred percent against diddling and I don't like that. I don't like him doing the diddles. But the music's great. But what got me thinking about that was he does, you know, uh heal the world, make it a better place. And it uh it got me thinking, like, I wonder how much of a psyop you know, Michael Jackson really was, or was he really was just, it was a completely different time. And our generation was like, yeah, all right, fuck racism. And then the CIA was like, we got to go back to exploiting that thing and then make everybody hate each other. 
Because we did. Our generation was like, all right, cool. We're going to do the olive branch thing. We're going to make fun of each other. We're going to have mad TV. We're going to, you know, it'll be cool. Eddie Murphy's great. And like, yeah, we're yeah, just I mean, being cool that guys. All, yeah, that shit, all, that shit all peaked in the 80s. That was when, that was when you know, black and white culture more or less kind of merged. I mean, the two most popular musicians were black guys, you know, uh, uh, Michael Jackson and Prince. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, huge, huge crossover culturally. And then that just fucking ended. Yeah, I mean, it got uh, the cultures merged so much that Michael Jackson became a white guy just to show solidarity. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's uh, and also and Prince also pretty clearly wanted to be a white guy too, but he didn't go that far. Yeah, Prince was great. Prince was really good. Um, but it just, uh, man, it was just you, you could do a lot more then. And I think people were a lot nicer. And then I don't know. I I've got to blame. I gotta blame our generation for being kind of the lamest people about it all. Uh, I I don't know what happened in those colleges. Damn it! I know they were doing it for years and years and years, but holy cow, did we mess up the 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 zagats? Um, well, they kind of steadily grew up on a a diet of of television that was way even worse than what we were watching, which was already pretty blatantly left wing uh, nonsense. Um, yeah. I don't know where it all went wrong, Matt. I don't know where it all went wrong. But we're seeing where it's going now, and I don't think... I'm not thrilled about it. A man can't even have Nazi backup dancers doing Roman salutes at the Super Bowl anymore. Yeah, but we do, we do have some good things. Actually, uh, we're, we're going to start winding the podcast down soon. But as we're recording this, uh, breaking news. Apparently, apparently tr uh, President Trump is going to pardon Julian Assange. Huh. That's surprising. I thought he was kind of not going to do that because he hadn't done it so far. It seems, it seems like regardless of how you feel, like who's going to be in the presidency in a month, it looks like Trump is just trying to break everything on the way out, which is awesome. Yeah, it does kind of look like that's what he's doing. Yes. <laughs> what did he, he sent that tweet out that was like uh, somebody was like, President Trump should just start declassify everything. And he's like, I know I am. <laughs> He's gonna we're, go we're going to know about the aliens by this time next month oh yeah oh yeah dude i mean it seems like he is just throwing a fit on the way out which i would too i would too i i get what he's what he's doing um you know i'm wondering i'm wondering where that goes though i really don't think that they're gonna try to throw him in jail but they might I, don't know, I think it's awesome. Anyway, you wanna you wanna uh, close down the show? Yeah, let's do it. About an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, uh, just some quick news. Um, uh, I uh, we have changed our uh, Terranos has changed our uh, release this month due to uh, logistical problems. The book that we have coming out next week on Christmas Day is The Pilgrim's Digress by T.J. Martinell, a story about a uh, probable future in the U.S. after the collapse and when society is being rebuilt. Um, very fantastic book. We serialized it earlier in the, uh, in the year. And Martinell's a great writer in the Cormac McCarthy tradition. You're going to love this book. Uh, the Pilgrim's Digress by TJ Martinell coming out in, uh, on Christmas day. Uh, we're going to be having Martinell on the show soon to talk about that and other stuff. He's a cool dude. Uh, anyway, Bryden, anything you got to plug? Well, anything you want to plug? Uh, your mouth with soap. <laughs> okay, mom. There you go. 
go go check Brian out on DLive and his website and everything else will be in the description. And of course, you can check me out at mattforney.com and my shit will be in the description too. And that'll do it for this episode of Terror House Radio. Be sure to check out Terror House Press uh, at terrorhousepress.com. Our magazine is Terror House Magazine, terrorhousemag.com. Our social media links in the description. And of course, you can check out terrorhouseradio.com. You'll always be able to find the latest episodes of uh, Terror House Radio there. Terror House Radio is produced by Brian and Proctor and presented by Jugs. In- intro music by Mean Extremist, Illegitimate Non Coverundum. Melt the Bastards, Grindy Down. I'm Matt Forney with Brian Proctor. We are out.